Hello, and thank you for joining us here today at ID Sports. We're talking about everything that happened in week two in the NFL. We're talking some news and notes. We're talking about the best performers of the week. We're taking a look at our predictions in the rear view from last weekend, and we are pumping the brakes talking about players not to get too excited about. That is what's up for today. All things week two National Football League. Steve, how you doing today? Doing good. You know, I mean, obviously Steelers got handled by the Raiders, but oh well. It is what it is, and it is a thing of the past in Week two NFL history. Very interesting week. We got a lot of news to cover. Let's get started with our traffic report. The I-80 Sports Traffic Report, where you can find all your news and notes from the week. And in typical week two NFL fashion, it, it's just injuries. Yeah, <laughs> That's our oh news and God, notes. We, so we have an injury injuries. section. Um, let's start with the quarterbacks. Uh, Tua. Tungavailoa of the Miami Dolphins was uh, hit hard by AJ Epineza, a current, uh, I guess, a fellow 2020 draft pick. Left him with bruised ribs. He's going to follow up with an MRI, but it looks like Tua will be out for uh, maybe another game, um, depending on what pain tolerance uh, he can deal with. Yeah, I mean, it, we'll, we'll see. It, 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 it just is what it is with Tua right now. Tyrod Taylor left with a hammy, limped off after pulling up lame. You have Davis Mills, who's going to lead the Houston Texans in his absence, and actually didn't look terrible last yesterday. Yeah, he got the ball to Brandon Cooks, um, and he's gonna—he's obviously going to be the starter for Thursday night's game. So, Move on. Uh, Andy Dalton left the game with a knee injury on a scramble out of bounds. They don't believe it's a serious ACL injury. They turned the game over to Fields. There were rumors that Andy Dalton was saying he was fine, um, but I think that that is just him trying to play tough guy on the sideline. Of course, you have Matt Nagy there. He said today Dalton is the starter, and when he is healthy, he is the uh, starter for the Bears. Yeah, so, I mean, it was bone bruises, but it's like it's he's Andy Dalton's going to miss at least two weeks, so Fields has two weeks to show that he's the guy, basically. Baker Mayfield injured his shoulder on his tackle, but he did return to the game, so that was a uh, uh, near miss. There were a few of those where quarterbacks left the game and came back in. Let's jump ahead to the fantasy-relevant running backs. First, we're going to start with Dalvin Cook, awkward tackle. He had a lower uh, body injury. We're going to have to wait and see on that. Yeah, um, he, he came back into the game. I, I mean, this is part of the course for Dalvin Cook, so I'm not too concerned about it. He's a hard runner. That's why you have to draft Alexander Madison. Um, he's going to miss two games this season. He's going to miss at least two games this season. We don't oh, know yeah. when they are. It may not be next week, but that will happen. Um, next up, Daryl Henderson possibly bruised his ribs. Singletary took over for the Rams in the meantime, and Singletary looked damn good. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, uh, Singletary, uh, well, I, um, Sony Michelle, he took over and he looked pretty good. Singletary's on the bills. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Um, Trey Sermon, uh, uh, in his first NFL action after being benched and not making the team last week is out with a concussion. I mean, Trey Sermon, Jermichael Hasty, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell came back to the game 
It, they think that's because he came back and, you know, he still got 17 carries in that game. game. They think it's just a stinger. But, like, I think this is more indicative on the Eagles' defense being better than we thought than, um, than Elijah Mitchell maybe being a bust. I We will talk about that next section there. That is very questionable analysis, Steve. And next up is uh, Brandon Jacobs, very questionable for Sunday. We know he did miss this uh, last week. Gruden said that he is very questionable for Sunday. I don't know what very questionable means. Maybe that's the doubtful designation that we lost uh, two years ago. And uh, we will see what happens with uh, Jacobs. Um, Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he's gonna play. I think it's gonna be another week of uh, of Kenyon Drake and Peyton Barber. I mean, you know, they're they're playing the Dolphins, who are gonna be down to us. So, you know, why risk it? Their card MRI. Gruden says he hopes to play Sunday. That is what I remember hearing. What's up, boys? Mendy, how you doing? Mendy in the house, giving us some love. Thank you for that. Let's jump to wide receivers and you got a whole lot. So I'm going to try to go over as many as I can. You have Jarvis Landry MCL injury. He was quickly ruled out. I haven't heard anything else on that today. We had Deontay Johnson who looked like he died on the field. Uh, mostly just got shot in the leg when he was running. Um, he was helped off the field, but it turns out that it was a minor injury and he should be playing this week. That's not what I heard. I heard it maybe. I heard it maybe up to a month. It could be anywhere from two weeks. I to heard a month. he avoided serious injury. Yeah, that's that's the designation there. Amari Cooper um, was hit hard in the fourth quarter. We're going to monitor that situation. You had Nico Collins left the game with a shoulder injury. Danny Amendola left the game with a hammy. If you're relying on Danny Amendola in 2021 in your fantasy team, <laughs> you're in trouble anyway. And then you have Zach Ertz, who uh, looked like he got banged up earlier in the week, is now on the COVID list. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to address is Nico Collins. They're saying three to four weeks for him. So, you know, promising rookie. I, I He's probably a drop candidate by now. I could not agree less. Um, I think the Houston Texans are going to get him right back in when he is back. Um, use your IR spots, guys. It's COVID. You, you guys, we got four or five IR spots. Plug them right in and play. Let's move on now and talk about some of our best players of the week. This is our high-performance players. Your I-80 Sports High Performance Players of the Week. Start out the wide receiver position because there were a whole bunch of great candidates. I'm going to go with the obvious Cooper Cup. Nine receptions, 163 yards, two touchdowns, and he looks like Matt Stafford's favorite target. He, it, he Apparently, he, he was like... the guy on the Rams to get, and I see no reason for him to slow down. He's finished as a top 10 wide receiver before. This is territory he's been to, and it looks like he's returning. Yeah, um, barring barring any setback or injury, Cooper Cup is the wide receiver to own. Just go with it and roll with it. You're up, Steve. Who's your high performance player? Pick one. Uh, uh, I mean, I've got to. He's going to be my high performance player until he stops being a high performance player. Kyler Murray, 400 yards passing, three touchdowns. If he had just gotten like four more rushing yards i would have i would have um won my parlay bet with him oh my god everything else hit except for that but he had but he did have a rushing touchdown 35.1 points in half ppr kyler murray is on pace to score 592 points so far this season Kind of reminiscent of what dak prescott did during the first couple of weeks of last season i'm going to go and uh, talk about michael pittman now eight Receptions, 123 yards on 12 targets. Obviously, Wentz's favorite choice. 
the people who had faith in Michael Pittman this offseason are being paid back in the early season. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, now we got to see what's happening with Wentz. Wentz injured both of his ankles, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. So we'll see. He's a rag doll anyway. Move on. Your next player. Um, I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. Um, mostly because I love me Nick Chubb. You, you, I, I'm a Nick Chubb truther. 11 carries, 95 yards in a tutty. He had the fumble, which hurt him, hurt him a little bit. But he's Chubb has been consistent over the last two weeks, and in this season, he is currently running back three. We're gonna have to be more specific on what a high performance player is, because some of these guys, I mean, 95 yards. Come on, we're gonna talk about Derrick Henry, who had 35 rushes for 182 yards, three touchdowns, six receptions for 55 yards i haven't checked but that might be his career high reception total derrick henry not really known for catching the ball out of the backfield um i love the fact that he's getting used in the pass game as well which uh, makes him just even a little more game script independent derrick henry high performance player of the week oh yeah i I couldn't agree more Uh, i'm gonna go with my next one is Hollywood Brown. We're going to talk more about Hollywood Brown um, later on, but um, six receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown, like just broken coverage by the Chiefs. He's impressed so far this fantasy season, and he's currently wide receiver number three so far. And I want to add, uh, I guess, most of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when you score like seven (laughs) touchdowns in a week, that's going to happen. Brady with five touchdown passes, Gronkowski and Evans with two touchdown receptions apiece. Um, Gronk is ageless. Brady is ageless and they keep impressing high performance players of the week. Steve, finish us up. Yeah, I, I, th- I'm going to go with Noah Fant gives the tight end some love here. Um, uh, because you know, we could talk about Kelsey and, and, um, you know, other and other tight ends, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with Noah Fant. He's been, he's gotten eight targets last week, six targets this week. And, you know, in this week, he was four receptions, 33 yards and a touchdown. He was the third, fourth highest scoring tight end this this week. No, third. Yeah. Fourth highest scoring tight end this week. And he's been consistent. Yeah. TB 12 with five touchdowns. When will it stop? I don't know, Eddie. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe oh. next week. Let's take a look in the rear view talk about our bets from last week and how those things totaled out. The I-80 Sports Rear View where we take a look back at topics from last week's show. Now, we're honest about when we get things wrong, but today I'm going to brag about something I got right, and that is James White. Four for 12 rushing, six receptions, 49 yards in week one. That led me to sing his praises. I've always been a James White fan. I said, pick him up. I said he was startable in most formats. He's going to be one of those 10 to 12 point a game kind of guys. I think for most of the season, it's been great help to Mac Jones in the check down. He's going to see the field a lot um, in passing downs in the hurry up offense for the New England Patriots. He won them a Super Bowl, so he's he's trusted by Belichick, one of those veteran guys, and he's never really relied on speed or athleticism. He's just he's good at everything he does. He's one of those great gadget players. This oh, yeah. week, five for 20 and a touchdown rushing, six receptions for 45 yards, um, just about that 65-yard mark with a touchdown. Love that. That's going to be uh, just about 10 fantasy points. Obviously, in the PPR setting, that's where you really want him, or even half PPR where he is the most useful. He did score. He had five carries, which is is strange for James White. Um, he has a role in this offense, and he's not going away. In the review, James White was a great pick. 
Yeah. Um, and, and you know, that, that him and him and Damian Harris are, are two backs that you can own and start um, because Damian Harris also had himself a game and they, and they both scored very similar points. I'm just trying to pull them up real quick. Um, but yeah, the, you know, it, it, James White, half PPR looking really good. You got Damian Harris, who's, who broke eight Jets tackles own both of these guys. Um, nice. Grab what, your next rear view. What was your rear view call for the week, Steve? Um, my rear view, th- this dates back to when I started doing projections. I, I had Andy Dalton in for only two games and, you know, I had fields for the rest of the games and fields is now on the field. He took, you know, obviously Dalton had the bone bruise and, you know, he fields gets Cleveland next week. And if he impresses, I think he'll remain the starter for the rest of the season. I, I could, again, Nagy shenanigans. I, I, I can't get on board with that. I, I think as soon, if it, for it, nothing other than to prove his point, Fields is getting pulled as soon as Andy Dalton's ready. Uh, Let's move on. Talk about my next pick about the Pats defense. I talked about how Belichick obviously schemes around rookie quarterbacks. He's going to beat him every time. Four interceptions on Zach Wilson, um, which is just what Belichick does. Um, Zach Wilson completed 19 of 33 passes, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. His 37 QBR rating and four sacks, bringing his total of the season up to 10. Pat's defense was able to disguise and jump jump on routes early and often. Um, And, you know, seeing ghosts, Zach Wilson. Yeah, uh, I mean, you warned me. I was like, oh, Zach Wilson should be fine. Nope, nope. Nope, you know, like... this is Bill Belichick's defense, especially against rookie quarterbacks. He he designs his defense when he plays a rookie to intentionally confuse the coverage. And, and you know, like there was a there was a route where a receiver had broken out underneath, and so Zach thought he can hit him, and somebody jumped it. And, and especially oh. with the the number changes this year, I wonder how how seldom Zach Wilson could have told you what the personnel was like if you could mute if you just pause the game in live action say hey zach wilson how many linebackers are on the field right now i don't think he would be able to tell you yeah i i i agree with that a little bit yeah your last rear view mirror pick um i'm gonna go this is a bit of a hit and a miss i'm going with amari cooper overall as my miss because cooper exited the game in the fourth quarter and but he only caught three of five targets for 24 yards um while i was hit while i was hit on a lamb for being a success but we talked about in the live stream on sunday that i was like hey i'm starting keenan allen mike williams and austin eckler but hey give cooper and lamb some love too lamb was a hit Allen was uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, all were hits, but Cooper was a letdown. Absolutely, but you know, with the injury, I don't know how much we can. Uh, but before say the, that, but before the injury, he was only he wasn't five. doing it anyway. Let's talk about now some of those other guys that we might want to pump the brakes on. We're not starting in fantasy, or we might not be getting too excited about. Not so fast. It's time to pump the brakes. I'm jumping right in. Elijah Mitchell, 17 rushes, 42 yards. What a poor performance. He's going to get some 49ers work, but there's a reason he was buried so far in the depth chart. You can't just promote guys and say he's the next fantasy thing. Elijah Mitchell did not look good. He, but, but he's a draft pick by the by this team. And, you know, he, perfor- he performed. He got 17 touches. 
it, it, it was just against a really good rush defense. You know, the Eagles rush defense is actually looking pretty good. You know, the, you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta hold the, you gotta hold the phone on that. I'm not pumping the brakes on him just yet. I I'm still, I'm still in on Elijah Mitchell. All right. We will see how that one turns out. Um, Let's go to uh, talk a little bit about Cordero Patterson. Now, yeah. um, so far this season, Seven catches, 71 yards and a touchdown. 14 rushes for 65 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver, 16 on the season with 25.6 fantasy points. If he's also running back eligible, which he might be because he's a special teams guy, he would be running back eight behind Montgomery by .1 fantasy points. However, he's 30 years old. He's been a journeyman, um, an, an elite special teams player, but he's never taken that next step up in his NFL career. Are you buying on Cordell or Patterson level? Let's go to the videotape because we asked the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I put out this Twitter poll. I put out two Twitter polls last night, you know, asking because he, it, 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 um, at, since Taysom Williams, he's actually down to running back nine, but you know, the people have spoken so far, you know, that Cordell or Patterson, you know, they, they believe that he's better off season long. And, and, you know, and the other question that I posed was, you know, is Cordelora Patterson finally the real deal? And 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 73% of you are saying yes. Uh, I, I, In I, fairness, you hashtag Dirty Bird. So that was only Atlanta fans who answered. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that he's not. I think Cordelora Patterson should be owned in every fantasy league in every fantasy format. Mike Davis was only ever going to be fantasy relevant, and we talked about him last all offseason. Was he like 3.5 yards per carry? He is not a great running back. He would only be successful with volume. Well, Cordell Patterson could cut into that volume like he's been doing, and he could do this really all season. If he scores a touchdown every other game and gets 70 yards, that's just as viable as any tight end or any wide receiver running back three. Uh, I I mean... The 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 Falcons had a chance to get Javante Williams. They had a chance. They had a chance to trade back into the first round and take whether Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. They could have done this, and they and they're st- and they stuck with Mike Williams and now and now Cordell or Patterson. Like I I I, I mean yes, you, I you use what's at your disposal and your special teams guys are on the roster and, yeah. and if worse comes to worse next man up if, if it's not getting done you, you throw them out there yeah i i mean i i agree with the people that you go with cordella fan, uh, season long and i do and in my in my um in my fantasy finishes on my doc um i do i, I you know i do have him listed as the running back uh, instead of a wide receivers um because he because i think he's going to be used more running Let's jump to another running back who I am pumping the brakes on, and that is Zach Moss. Eight carries, 26 yards, two touchdowns in this past week. But, and this is the big but, we talked about who the goal line back is, and it's Josh Allen. Now, if you turned on the fourth quarter of that game, you would say, wow, the goal line back is Zach Moss. But all those carries were once the game was already salted away. There's mm-hmm. no reason to put Josh Allen in those situations to get hurt. Now, in fantasy, do you have an asterisk and it says Zach Moss scored twice, but it didn't matter? 
No, you get the points. Yeah, exactly. This week. But we can't expect that to be replicated anytime in the future. Um, when this game was still up for grabs, Singletary was the guy. Singletary looked good. Um, 13 carries, 82 yards and a touchdown. Also had two uh, receptions for nine yards. Not quite as impressive. But I absolutely love the way Singletary is being used. I like the Bills, but on Zach Moss, it's not a no, but we're pumping the brakes. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Um, Singletary has by far looked like the best back on this backfield. Finally, we've been waiting three years for this, so I, I'm 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 pumped up to see. So I, I'm going to hop in with mine. It's not really a pump the brakes, but it really it, it really does beg the question: Is Hollywood Brown finally a wide receiver one? Because uh, there, there have been some stats that have been recently thrown at me, and I want to throw them to you, and I, wa- I want to get your opinion. You know, over the last six games from the previous season, he was actually the wide receiver 11. He is now wide receiver three overall. In week one, he was six for six for 69 yards in a cutty and had 16.8 points. Then in week, then last night he was he was six for ten for 113 yards and 23.3 points. Should Hollywood Brown be in the wide receiver one category, or should we pump the brakes on him? So I don't think that this is anything at all to do with Hollywood Brown. It has everything to do with who's throwing him the ball. Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson ready to be a pocket quarterback, someone who could be a game changing winner? And I think last night we saw the answer is yes. So if Lamar is ready to take the next step. Hollywood Brown is already there. He's yeah. already talented enough. He is ready to be the wide receiver one. I don't think there's any question about that in anyone's mind. Um, he's talented. He's the guy. He's he's the only one on that depth chart. So, yes, he is going to be ready to be a wide receiver one, and it has less to do with him becoming ready and more to do with his quarterback becoming ready. I I agree with that to an extent. I don't think I don't think Lamar Jackson is ever going to be a pocket quarterback. I think he can move around in the pocket or move outside of the pocket. But honestly, you know, I don't get, care if, he, better, if he's throwing backwards from forty yeah. yards behind the line of scrimmage. As long as he's slinging the rock like he was last night, I don't care if it's inside exactly. the pocket, outside the pocket. I don't care where it is. Yeah, that that that's more that's more where I'm thinking. My my other my other kind of pump the break. Is is there a reason to be concerned for George Kittle? Because he is currently tight end twenty four on the season, nine point five point total fantasy points, six point eight week one, two point seven in week two. Do you try to trade for him to see? And if so, what is his value? Or do you wait one or two more weeks? How how long until you panic? I think because he's been a family name, a family name, a household name for so long that I don't think you're getting a discount just because of a couple of bad weeks. However. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. This offense is not clicking right now. Um, Debo Samuel has been balling out of his mind. Brandon Ayuk has not been involved. Kittle has not been involved. I'm going to blame Shanahanigans a little bit on this. I'm going to blame the backfield rotation where they just can't get juice going. Um, And I'm going to blame Jimmy Garoppolo. So when Trey Lance is there, um, you're going to see George Kittle hyper, hyper targeted, like Darren Waller-esque 11 uh, touches in the first half. I'm looking forward to that kind of usage. So if you can, but you're not going to get a discount, you're just going to pay what you're going to pay. So I, I, mean, I like Kittle. I'm not pumping my brakes on on acquiring him. Um, okay. He's a full go for me, and just you, you take the good with the bad. If he had a two-game streak, weeks 12 and 13, where he did eh, it, no one would bat an eye. 
Okay, because because the thing is, the thing is is that George Kittle was drafted as whether the number two or number three tight end. You know, you're you know, and he was drafted in the second and third rounds overall. You know, you want return on that, so that so that's why that's why it's like, do you pump the brakes? Do you like what? What do you do? And you bought in. You don't sell low. You just you gotta grit your teeth. You know, this is one of the things I would talk about when you talk about like baseball. If you lose your first eight games in April, everyone's panicking, freaking out. You can lose eight games straight in July and no one bats an eye. It's just because we're into football now. It's like recency bias. He's done nothing for us this season, so it doesn't seem like the shiny new toy, but I'm fine with Kittle. Um, fire away. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, are you ready for Monday night? Ready? I'm ready for some Monday night football. Oh. Thank you all for joining us. We will be back Sunday um, with live news and notes on all the games. We're going to talk about some DFS plays and some prop bets. So join us every Sunday. That is going to be 11 a.m. And we will see you there. Thanks, guys.